Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein Sports Bar with me, Andy Goldstein. Yeah, the host of, uh, well, Andy Goldstein's full-time football phoning, the host of uh, Andy Goldstein's Transit Express, and of course, the host of, well, Drive Yesterday and Today as well, 4pm. Uh, not the host of Yesterday's Sports Bar, but still got my name above the door. Yeah, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday, 10pm. Anyway, yesterday, of course, I wasn't in, so chances... Adam Catchell and Jason Cundy are in the hot seat as Brighton confirmed their Premier League status with a ball draw against Newcastle and Sheffield United lost to Everton and Wolves played Palace. Now, the reason I'm saying Wolves played Palace and I've already told you about the other two results is because uh, I'm recording this whilst that game's on. The closest Newcastle came to their first ever Premier League win in this fixture was when Miguel Almiron's clever flick from a Matt Ritchie cross was turned behind by Matty Ryan. Andy Carroll also headed wide late on from a corner. Not much to show from the visitors after a 700-mile round trip. Job done for Brighton, though, and vindication for Graham Potter and that big contract he signed earlier in the season. It finishes here, Brighton nil. Newcastle nil. We've been really together through the lockdown period. We've been together throughout the season. It's just the Premier League, and the margins are quite small, and you end up drawing a few, and all of a sudden, you, you, you know, you go a while without winning, and pressure mounts, and all that stuff. So you have to come through that. But um, the players have been, you know, a joy to work with. We've we've stuck together throughout, and um, we're delighted now that we've got the points that we need. We didn't want to rely on anybody else. We wanted to get the points, and now we have a chance to play a game on 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 Sunday and and, and get 41 points. So that that'd be good for us. Sheffield. United nil, Everton one. Richarlison with a superb glancing header has uh, broken the deadlock here. It was an equally good free kick actually from Gilfie Sigurdsson flighted in and Richarlison's header was uh, deft, I think is the word, right across Henderson who had no chance as it nestled in the far corner. We've attacked the division, we talked about it, you know, we got wrote off from day one, which we understand the um, the media coverage of the, of the Premier League is absolutely huge and there's, there's opinions all left, right and centre right the way through but we go about it in our, our business as you always want to do you always want to overachieve my players have, have incredibly overachieved and, 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 and the team has to be in with a shout of European football on the 37th game of, of the of the first time back in the Premier League it's quite some feat but it still hurts a little bit because you know we really fancied our chances of getting in those slots a manager has always hard work to do and so but I am pleased to do this hard work here because I said to the player uh, it's important to show the spirit because this is one that our fans want to see 
from us and with this spirit I think also we can have a good performances. Yeah, it's Wolves 2, Crystal Palace nil. a wonderful finish uh, from Johnny for his third Premier League goal of the season. Again it was Traore, terrific work down the right hand side, pulled the ball back, didn't quite come to him and it did come to Otto who held the ball up, turned, swivelled and put it in the bottom left hand corner. I think we've been talking a while and these words of improvement and building make sense because today we, we made two more points than last season so we are improving and I'm happy for that. What we've got to also think about is the squad that Roy Hodgson has. On average, it is the oldest squad in the Premier League. Now, to turn that around is tough. You've got to do it in a way also that the players you bring in to, to freshen up, to, to make that squad younger, to look ahead to the future, are of the quality that's going to be able to come in and affect the squad, not just bring players in that maybe in a year's time are going to be good enough. That, 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 that's a risk I don't think Palace can take. Mm. And then you need a manager. If you're thinking about moving Roy on, you need a manager that's going to come in. Let's say Roy does leave for whatever reason. They've got to look at that and think, am I the man that there needs to be a change at this club? Revolutionise the way this, that the squad looks. Yeah. You freshen up the squad. That takes time. It takes money. It takes diligence. It takes risk. scouting. I think there's a number of things at Palace that need to be looked at, not just not just the manager. It's a Groundhog Day situation for us during this period of time. So many games we've done well and, you know, done as well as I think it's possible for us to do. I think I can only praise them really for their efforts tonight against a strong Wolves team, a very technical Wolves team and a team of course that's got all its, its best players still available. It's a Groundhog Day situation for us during this period of time. Now, David De Gea had a nightmare at Wembley as Man United's FA Cup dream was ended by Chelsea. <laughs> that was easy to take, wasn't it? Anyway, Danny Murphy thinks on loan Sheffield United keeper Dean Henderson is ready to fill the Spaniards' boots. Of course he's not. I added that last bit. I think there's two problems to it. Two, two things with this. One is the ability, if you want to move him on, to get to move him on with the wages he's on, the contract he's on. That isn't as easy as to say, we just want him gone. Unless you're going to pay him up. Mm. Which, come on, that's... Could be a bit stupid, but who will take De Gea? I think there'll be someone who'll take him, you know, someone because his abilities are unquestionable. And if we move him on, who, who can we out? Who can we get? They've got Henderson. He's good enough. And I say he's good enough based on what I've seen already and talking to Ben Foster on this show, who was telling me how good he is. And I trust a goalkeeper ahead of my own judgment. But what I've seen, he looks ready. Now on Talksport Breakfast, Watford legend Luther Blissett and the former England striker Darren Bent had their say on the sacking of Nigel Pearson at Watford with just two Premier League games left. Yeah, absolutely bonkers. They play Man City tonight, that's Watford, not Darren Bent and Luther Blissett, in a 6pm kickoff. Here's Bentie first up and then Blissett, E, Lee, Y, A, E. No, he probably doesn't have a nickname, probably Luther, LB. Luther, LB, Bliss, Blisso, Blisso, that's what he'd be called, Blisso. Because when I was at Derby, um, we, we, we got off to an okay start. I wouldn't say we were struggling. We were kind of like <clears throat> mid-table to, to, to lower. And one particular game, we were playing Cardiff away. We trained in the morning. Everything was fine. There'd been no reports that he was under pressure or nothing. And then we're going for a walk in the afternoon. So a few of us players get down there early to, to go for the walk. And Nigel just comes walking for reception and basically just says, good luck, lads, all the best. And we never saw him again. 
Now, obviously, yeah. there were reports coming out that he'd, he'd fallen out of Mel Morris and he'd fallen out of people around the club, but to this day, no one knows the exact reason why he, he left. So you'd have to say in this Watford situation, it, it, would, it would have to be something that was unresolvable, that he'd, he would have had to fall out with somebody if you to sack him two days before, sorry, two games before the end of the season. You know what I mean? Mm. At the, 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 the point where you need him the most, the manager, and he's been brilliant since he's been there. Do you know what I mean? Some of the results. I know they lost to West Ham, but before that, they'd won back-to-back games against Newcastle, and I think it was Norwich. So you'd have to say it was something drastic that's gone on for them to act now. It is incredible that with two games to go, that the manager has now gone. But are we surprised? Not really. It is the Watford way at this moment in time. We've got through a great number of managers, or coaches, I should say, and um, we shouldn't really be surprised by it. Obviously, it's something they felt needed to be done and needed to be done now, but that is, as I said, it's the Watford way. They have reacted very swiftly with things when they've decided they're going to make a change, regardless of what lies ahead. Now, Hayden Mullins once again finds himself in the top job at Vicarage Road following Nigel Pearson's shock sacking. Ahead of their match with City... TalkSport's James Savundra spoke with Mullins and asked him if he knew why Nigel was sacked. And of course, the answer was no. I imagine even if he did, he's going to say no. Have a listen. I wasn't part of that decision. I, you know, I found out when the players found out. I think the club, the club make their decisions and the, the, clubs have, the club has their reasons for the decision. That's, uh, you know, a question you'll have to ask the club. I mean, for me, like I said before, I work for the football club. Um, I've been asked to step in and, and, and be caretaking these next two games and um, you know, that's what I try and do. Another integral member of the legendary Leeds United team of the 1960s and 70s, Eddie Gray told White and Sawyer that it was an emotional weekend for Leeds United fans as their legends couldn't see the club getting promoted. When you think of the players that have gone now, you know, you look at Big Jack and Norman and Gary Spade, you mentioned, you know, Trevor Cherry, Paul Maidley, and, and no forgetting Billy, Billy Bremner, who died many years ago. You know, that was a famous half-back line, Jim, going back to the old school, Bremner, Charlton and Hunter, in numbers four, five and six, you know. And you do think of them at times like this, because they were great teammates as, as well as, you know, close friends. You know, oh, they sadly missed Jim, and sadly missed the Leeds United family in general. Time now to check in with the press box and Danny Kelly alongside Sean Custers talking football with Moni Moni Simon Jordan. Oh, look at my hair and look at the lemons I squeeze on it. The way that Roy plays is very pedestrian. It's about other teams setting up and Palace reacting to it. It was very same with England. Let's see what the opposition do first and then we'll, we'll do what we do. Um, look, it's poor that they've come back and, and lost all the games virtually since they've come back. And clearly, that's not what you want to see from a club that you support and one that I used to own, because it does set a temperature, it does set a tone, and even more so in these climates where, you know, you're talking about seasons that are going to morph into almost one, with very little breaks being put into place and, and players having to play through the barriers and so on and so forth. Now, over the weekend, Mark Noble reached the milestone of making his 500th game for West Ham. How about that? The Hammers boss, David Moyes, spoke about the achievement with Jim White. Well, it's a great achievement in this this period of football we're in where loyalty's uh, scarce. And, you know, players are, tend to move on quite quickly. But, you know, we, we were saying the other day, 500 games for a player is very good. And it's actually becoming very rare for a manager as well to, to get it at one club. But... Uh, I think for Mark Noble to do it, he's uh, showed great loyalty and, and he's still doing a great job for the team. 
And there's a few of them, as you say, at West Ham. I mean, a few big names like Sir Trevor Brooking and Billy Bonds. Oh, yeah. Billy Bonds is a clear 200 plus ahead of him. Yeah, he's over 700 as far as I know, I think. Uh, so that's a great achievement. So hopefully Mark's still got another 200 in him. But uh, I think in that era, what we talked about there, that it was more, it was done more often then. Players didn't move, move around quite as much. So I think you have to give Mark Noble a lot of credit for uh, for what he's given the club and he still is. And I, I said he's a, a really important part of the team. Uh, he shows great leadership uh, every week and in the dressing room he's, he's very powerful as well. And what we don't see, David, that you see is in training and behind the scenes. Uh, he'd be a great guy to have around, I'm sure. He is a great guy to have around and he's helped me on the two occasions I've been in because he knows so much about the club. He knows the, he knows the workings of it. And uh, he's seen a few managers off in his time and he's uh, seen a lot of players come and go. But uh, I have to say that uh, he's been really, really helpful. But more importantly, he's still very helpful on the pitch and he's, he's helping the team. And well done on Friday night. You breathing a bit more easily today? A little bit easier, but, uh, but still a job to do and uh, enjoying a day off watching football. Now, Aston Villa going to the final weekend of the Premier League season, knowing that they need two good results in order to survive relegation. Speaking ahead of their game that's live on TalkSport from 8 o'clock tonight with kick-off at 8.15, manager Dean Smith was asked by TalkSport's Tom Ross what he needs to do to turn recent good performances into wins. The answer, of course, is score more goals and concede less. You have to go and take your chances, that's the biggest part of it. And I've said before, in the final third, I don't think we've been um, as fluent um, and we haven't taken the chances that were created. So, you know, it's something that we have to work on and we have been working on. We've got to go and take our chances, create more chances where you can, create better chances where you can. Because defensively, I've been really, really pleased with the players. As I said, with the exception of Manchester United, all eight games so far since Project Restart, we've kept chances against us to a premium. Simon Jordan here, you and I both listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast. And the Gunners boss, Mikel Arteta, had this to say about the villa. He, he probably lives in one. I don't want that mindset, I'm sorry. It does matter to us and a lot because I want to win both games uh, like they do and uh, I want to play as to go with that urgency and aggressiveness to that game. Picking up on, on the, the summer and the, the transfer business you may or may not be doing, will a lot of that depend on Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang? And sorry to go back to him again, you've always said you're positive or signed, but does he need to sign his contract before the cup final or just after so you, you know where you're going in terms of what squad you need or what players you need? Well, when I was talking about uh, the uncertain things that we have on the table, obviously he's one of them, you know, and there is another one of obviously where we're going to finish and whether we're going to be playing in Europe or not, which is going to have an impact. And then all this situation, the market, how it's going to develop. With Oba, I think I've been very clear what I want. The quicker we do it, from me personally, the better because the player will be more focused, more determined and more calm. But we have to respect the timings as well and the needs that uh, the football club has. Darren Goff was on drive with me after a magnificent catch by Ollie Pope. Old Popey being congratulated for catching the ball. Yeah, grown man catching the ball. Well done to the grown man for catching the ball. Anyway, after the win, Goffey discussed the magnificent comeback from Stuart Broadley. Take a look at this catch by Ollie Pope at short leg. One of the very best you will ever see. 
Dominic Bess with the wicket. It was speared on the pads of the batsman Roach and it flew to Ollie Pope's left. He parried it up and caught it uh, inches from the turf. Brilliant stuff from him. But the main story is it's a win. England have levelled the series. Broad had a lot to prove this game. Um, not to me, uh, to certain people out there. He's, he's approaching, he's nine away now from 500 test wickets. But as I'll keep saying, he doesn't get the credit he deserves purely because Jimmy Anderson is hundred ahead of him. But you've got to remember, Jimmy is four years older than him. Mm. You know what I mean? If you look how many wickets Jimmy has taken in his 30s, Broad, if he stays fit and stays in the side, can do it. If you look since the start of last summer, Broad has got more wickets than anybody else in world cricket, 55 wickets, and he averages just under 23. That's right up there with the real greats of the game. Here is uh, Broad again. Bold him! Loses his off stump, Broad's leg cutter does it. Philander walks down to the pitch and gives it a prod. That is a bowler's wicket. Philander's feet are nowhere. It's brilliant from Broad. And they left him out of that first test. They should have played Jimmy and Broadie in that first test and then rested one of them as it went on. That was a big statement from England leaving him out. He's come back mm. and performed brilliantly this game to take the six wickets. Time for some other bits of my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Without me, of course, Catman and uh, what's his name? Crazy train well, tonight, Pam. I, want, I wanted Denise to sing us out. She normally sings us Bottled out. It. Is Denise still there? Give me a song to sing. All right, oh, all right, oh. you're still here. Like, come on, then. she's back. Okay, with you, uh, if you don't mind, uh, give me a choice and then I'll, I'll see if I know it and I'll. Do okay. Best. All right. What um what key do you like to uh, sing what, in? What do you fancy? Don't do all that drum and bass stuff, though. <laughs> well, well it's an Oasis night you, tonight. It's an Oasis yeah. night tonight. Have you got any Oasis in there? Can you do a bit of that? Can I do what? Oasis? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, we'll do it. We're, you like the, Oasis, do you? Well, that's the theme, in it, tonight? So if you could do us a bit of that, that'd be wonderful. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Go on, then, when you're ready. Yeah, yeah, well, the anger, oh, no. What? Oh, don't, I don't, I don't know the words properly. It's um, all right, make them up, it's all right, make them up, it's fine. You know, I'm going to have a word, mate, I, I don't do that sort of stuff. What type of well, stuff do you do, then? Denise? Just, just keep it simple, Denise, don't, don't complicate things. Just you give us a quick more. blast, go on. Yeah, well, I do old stuff, you know. Go on, then, so go on, then. I do apologise. Um, I just do old stuff. Like, well, go on, what's your favourite tune? I'm gonna sit right down yeah. and wrap myself a letter and make believe it came from you. I'm gonna work with... Well, that's it for another podcasty thing of mine. You can download previous ones and future ones from Acast, Spotify, or Apple Pods. I'll be back on Drive Time today from 4 pm alongside Darren Goff. And a reminder, you've got live commentary exclusively to Talk Sport. It kicks off at 8.15 tonight as Aston Villa take on Arsenal. And straight after that from 10 pm, you can have your say on the Sports Bar. One, of course, I won't be on because I just mentioned I'm doing Drive. That's it. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. And remember, I'll see you at 4 pm on Talk Sport later today when I'm presenting the Drive Time Show. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 